Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Random Health-ish. I am your host, Dr. Gloria Stone Osbeck, and tonight we have a very special guest. We have with us Ms. Jalisa Smith. I'm talking too fast tonight. (laughs) And tonight she is going to be talking to us about coping with grief after the loss of a loved one. So without further ado, please welcome Ms. Jalisa Smith. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I am talking entirely too fast. <laughs> so, Jaleesa, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. Um, so, yes, I um, I graduated um, from Kennesaw State with a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. I am a mother of a six-year-old boy. Um, I currently work at a car dealership as a receptionist. Um, and I'm just, you know, entrepreneur as well, writing more books, inspirational videos. So that's where I'm currently at right now. So um, you mentioned the book. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the name of the book? Okay. In reference to coping with grief and loss. Right. So the name of my children's book is In His Absence, I Can Still Feel His Presence. And how I got that title was when I first got the news that I lost my dad, um, I was in my bed. Well, I got the news when I was downstairs. And then when, you know, nighttime, I was in my bed. And, you know, it was just the aurora, like, lift your hands up. So when I lift my hands up, I felt his hand like touching my hand. And I was thinking like, wow, even though he's not here, I can still feel his presence. And so that's where the title of my book came from. In his absence, I can still feel his presence. So I can continue to do the things that I was doing while he was here and to continue to make him proud because I can still feel his presence. So that's where the title of the book came from. Yes. And you know what? That's so good too, because oftentimes when we lose a loved one, um, we think about the spouse or we think about the mom, but I feel like we don't really focus enough on the children that are, are dealing with the grief as well. You know what I mean? Because it impacts them in a major way that it may not necessarily impact you as a wife. Like, yeah, you're going to be hurt, but your child losing their father and growing up and never having to experience them in person again is a different, you know, sort of pain, I would say. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because for me, I didn't have like um, a book to help me get through um, I was actually still in middle school, so it was a little different for me. Um, it was harder, you know, because I was playing basketball and, you know, he would always come to my games and stuff. So seeing, not seeing him in the stands, you know, he always stayed on top of my, me on, you know, stand on top of my grades. So, you know, and my mom and my dad was you know, not together. So I will always either be with him or be with her. If I'm with her, I'll call him. So not, you know, calling him, hearing his voice anymore. You know, it puts you in a tight spot as a kid. So 
when I was growing up and I, you know, just kind of seeing a lot of kids who was losing their parents, I was just thinking like, what can I do? Because I know the feeling of the experience. So what can I do? What would I say, you know, to a child who was once me? And it just all kind of flowed and it just turned into a book on how to help kids cope with grief. Um, so basically the book is structured like on one side, it talks about how I lost my dad through a little girl named Rose, which is my middle name. And then on the other side, it gives them encouragement, scriptures and things like that. Even if it's the, even a journal where they can write in it, you know, more like a keepsake book where they can add pictures and, you know, read and strengthen and overcome, you know, cause it's not going to happen overnight, but the book will be step one for them to overcome grief. Yes. And I love that because I think around that age, 11, 12, I used to have a diary and have journals and things like that. So I think that'll be good for kids um, as well so that they can kind of write down their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also pretty awesome that it's a book that they can read and they'll know like, okay, I'm not going through this alone. There's someone out there that has already gone through this. You yeah. know, so I love that idea. I think that's Thank pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Now, where can people purchase your book? Yeah, so I have it on Amazon. Um, I have it on Bars and Nobles, and I also have it on my website. Okay, unless we're going to put your website up there. And for those of you who are watching... Her website is www.author, A-U-T-H-O-R, Jalisa, J-A-L-I-S-A, smith.com. Correct. So if you have lost a spouse or lost a loved one um, and your child may be coping with grief or loss, um, I want to say definitely check this book out because... You know, we don't really know sometimes what our kids are experiencing or what they're going through. And loss may not, it doesn't always necessarily have to be through a death. It can also be through a divorce as well, you know, because I feel like that affects um, our kids in a different manner as well. Right. Now, you said that you're working on some other books, other projects. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything else that we can kind of be on the lookout for? Yeah, so I want to do um, an inspirational poem. It's entitled Little Dark Skin Girl. So anything that I put out is more so of my life because I'm more of an inspirational storyteller. So it's kind of like what I go through. Um, So I want to do an inspirational video um, of how I grew up being dark skin, how I was treated being dark skin, and how I, you know now accept who I am, accept my color, know that I'm beautiful, confidence. And that's basically what it is. So. Yes. I hear that a lot. Um, You know, especially once you start traveling and going to other countries and things like that, you kind of experience the colorism. Uh, Sometimes you don't know if it's because you're American or because you are black. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and back to the first book, um, when you were talking about losing your father and things of that nature, Mm -hmm. um, how do you think that affected you as a woman once you began to date? Um, Do you think that 
um, missing seeing your father as you got older, uh, learning, you know, how a man was supposed to treat a woman and things of that nature. Do you think that that affected you in any way? Well, it didn't because unfortunately for me, like I had a stepdad mm -hmm. um, who was there majority of my, you know, childhood and adulthood. Yes. And he was actually the one who brought the news to me. But I think if you don't have that type of another father figure, then yes, of course it can. Um, even still for me, you know, because um, my dad was my best friend and we did everything together. He did anything for me. He treated me like a queen. And I think that's why, you know, before my relationships, like, I want, I expected so much in, you know, the man to be treated how he was, how I was treated for mm -hmm. him. And um, even when I get married, you know, I know my stepdad will walk me down the aisle, but it was still always, you know, be me wanting my biological father to walk me down the aisle. But, you know, I mean... It definitely take a toll, you know, on future plans and, but you can always incorporate them into your future. Um, you can always set a flower boutique or whatever in your wedding for in the remembrance of them. It's just many ways that you can do, you know, to have them still included in whatever you want to do as far as your future. But yeah, I think for other people, other women who doesn't have another father figure, I think it would, you know, kind of take a toll on who they would marry, who they would date, you know, and really self-love as well, you know, because they're not getting that type of love from their father. So. Yes, absolutely. And um, just. Um, I just want to repeat the name of the book one more time for the people who are just tuning in. Uh, the title of the book is In His Absence, I Can Still Feel His Presence. Okay, and so we are just kind of talking a little bit about coping with grief um, after the loss of a loved one. And she is giving us some great nuggets. <laughs> um, so... Outside of like journaling and things of that nature, what are some other ways um, you would say that you kind of coped with um, your grief? Um, usually I would, I really like poetry. So I would, you know, do some poems. Um, I like nature. So I would, you know, go take a stroll um, and just like really reminisce on you know the memories that we had I also had a lost and grief podcast recently after I lost both of my grandparents which were his parents so that actually took a, another toll on me but um instead of you know going back into depression and anxiety and stuff like that I decided that I wanted to do something else and that was the podcast. And it was called Lost in Grief with Jaleesa Rose. And I just had a lot of different people to come on and talk about their grief, to uplift other people during their grief. And I mean, it was just a blessing at, at how many responses I was getting as far as the podcast on how I'm helping them, you know, get cope with their grief. 
and it was just the the speakers that I had on there were just so phenomenal and you know they just told their story I asked them questions and they just told their stories and it you know kind of related to the audience because I had somebody who lost their brother somebody who lost their father their mother their grandparents you know so that everybody is able to get you know how to cope with this grief so I just ended up doing something new like that and it actually became a blessing for me you know it I had one speaker to actually speak to me when they were speaking about their grandparents so I just kind of do things you know more differently now and more in a positive aspect versus getting not getting out of bed being depressed, eating all day, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to do something different. That's when I started my Lost and Grief podcast, and it was amazing. Yes. Did you also um, look into, like, grief counseling or anything like that at the time? I did. I um, After my grandparents passed, I looked, tried to look into um, grief counseling. Um, one of uh, my friends... Um, referred me to a grief counselor um so it didn't happen but I do support it you know I would tell anybody to talk to a grief counselor but you know I I don't know why I didn't <laughs> I can't even tell you why I, <laughs> I honestly you know got her name and her number but never took upon myself to talk to a grief counselor which would probably would have helped things and you know but but I do encourage you know whatever if whoever going through to do talk to a grief counselor yeah I think that's one of the things we kind of write off like I know sometimes for me when I grieve I kind of like to grieve to myself Mm -hmm. you know I don't like to make it a big thing I don't like to you know, cry in front of people and right. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> probably why. Yeah. That's the same way. I'd rather just kind of be in my own little, you know, bubble, you know? Yeah, because I find myself crying in the car more so than anything. Like, if I'm riding by myself, I'll break down and cry. You know, especially when I'm going past my grandparents' um, highway, the the sign that has their exit yeah that gets it every time so you know yeah absolutely and then there's that added pressure I think also on men who are men and young boys who are grieving as well because you know they are taught that men have to be strong at all times yeah. You know, so they don't want, you know, their significant other or anyone else to kind of see them break down or, you know, see all the different emotions that they are going through because they want to present this strong front. Right. And it's OK to cry. And I feel like you have to kind of get those emotions mm-hmm. out of your system. Yeah. Because if you don't and you leave all this stuff just bottled and I think at some point you are just going to like break down. Right. And it might not be in the privacy of your own <laughs> home. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. So you got to kind of get that completely, you know, out of your system. So it's okay to grieve. You yes. um, know, I think that people grieve in different ways. Right. 
Some may be through counseling. Some may be through uh, writing, through song, through dance, um, or just in in silence. You know. Mm-hmm. So and it's okay. Yeah, it's definitely okay to be vulnerable. It's definitely okay to cry. You know, because that's cleansing, and that's removing. You know, everything that you're dealing with inside. So it's definitely okay, you know, to cry. It's okay to stay in bed. You know, it's okay to, you know, not want to go anywhere. Um, all I would just encourage is to not just stay there in that place, you know. And if you want to stay in bed, you know, maybe open up the blinds a little bit so that you can see that there is light on the other side of the tunnel. Um, but it's not going to happen overnight. You know, death does not happen overnight. It takes time. It takes years, you know, to overcome death, especially if it's somebody who was close to you, like a dad, like a brother, like a mom, like a sister, you know, grandparents. So it's definitely, you know, going to take time. But I would just say the best way to overcome it is just take it day by day, you know, um, if you're in bed, like I said, open up the windows, let some fresh air come in, grab you a pen, write down your thoughts, your feelings, and just know that you will get through it Absolutely. and you have support, you know, so. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I'm noticing is that we are losing people at an alarmingly fast rate, but also we are losing people at younger ages Uh and it is just it's so wild to me I don't know if it's because we're getting older you know what I mean and it's like the people around you are just kind of you know naturally you know progressing such as like our grandparents and things like that but I'm noticing like a lot of um not not only did we have COVID but then, you know, we have like the random like shootings or the random like, you know, stuff that, that's going on in the community and we're really losing our youth. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, even suicidal, like suicides and stuff like that, where you losing youth. I remember it was one period of time where it was nothing but suicides. Mm-hmm. And so while we was losing our youth, um, but that goes into our mental health. You not you know not um having both parents around maybe um having one parent around or maybe the parents was on drugs you know different mm-hmm. stories you know of our youth um being out in the streets you know not getting that that love that they need and so when they grow up you know it's 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 a mental health issue you know so yeah. Do you do any like community service of like working with um the youth, like um boys and girls club or like anything like that? Yes. So I um before COVID, I was um going to different um high schools, talking to the Girl Scout, um, and talking what? to like the seventh and eighth grade girls and things like that. So yeah, I did a lot of um a lot of that. I was doing career day at um, elementary schools and things like that. So 
I um, also, you know, help feed the homeless. Um, so, yeah, I try to, you know, get out in the community and just try to help people in need, whether it's through grief or just through support. Um, but you will be amazed at how many kids in elementary who went through grief and counselors had no idea. I was speaking to some counselors, you know, like, hey, after my career day and me speaking, I'm like, hey, this is my, my why little Johnny is acting up because he just lost his grandmother, who was his sole guardian. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, when I used to go up there, they used to pull me to the side because I only had so many books that I would give out for free, mm -hmm. couldn't give it out to everybody. But at the end of the day, they was like, I really need your book, you know, so I would, you know, order some and just pass them out for free to the kids that was in school um, because, you know, they have feelings too. Even if they're young, they have feelings too. They hurt too. And they know, like my son who lost my grandparents, he's six years old. You know, he still talks about them to this day. Remember when granny used to do this? Remember when Papa used to do this and stuff like that? So they still have feelings as young as can be, you know, because they that's all who they know. Mm -hmm. But um yeah, you will be amazed at how many counselors will not talk to the kids about grief and how many kids really want to talk to someone about grief. So it was just a, a great experience to talk to them and to get feedback and um, to support them through my book. So, guys, definitely um, check out her website. And... Purchase this book, you guys. If you have lost a loved one or your child is grieving or coping with the loss of a loved one, this would be the perfect book for them. So definitely check out this website and purchase it. Or you can also purchase it on Amazon. Yes. Um, Jaleesa, so was your book a self-published book or did you work with an... Um, a publishing company company tell us a little bit about that yes yeah, so i worked through um blueberry illustration um they they were phenomenal like they everything that i asked them to do they did and the pictures were so amazing that i actually relived the whole situation over again I mean, it was just great. It was a risk taker because they wasn't in the United States. But I did my research and, you know, I reached out to people who did publish their books through them and they were saying how awesome they were, you know. So I went through Blueberry Illustration and the process was very long, but it was well worth it. I um, gave them a blueprint of my story and submitted it then I had the editor to come in and you know fix up the wording and things like that and so once that was done I was able to describe the pictures that I wanted in my book and I mean the guy who did my pictures was phenomenal when I tell you that I relived the whole situation especially um you will see a picture with the little girl that's sitting in front of the um casket and I'm like wow that looks just like me you know so 
it was great. It was amazing. I actually have a copy here. Um, this is one of the paperback books. Um, I do have available the hardcover books, which is also available in Spanish version as well. So, um, but the pictures are amazing. Here's one of the pictures that I was speaking on um, with the girl in the casket. It is so beautiful. So that is who I did my publishing company with, Blueberry Illustration. That is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have any uh, closing remarks that you would like to leave with the viewers about coping with grief or about your book? Yes. So just thank you guys for tuning in and, you know, um, anybody out there that is experiencing grief right now, change is coming. You know, you just have to really stay prayed up. And like I said, the title of my book is In His Absence, I Can Still Feel His Presence. So whatever, you know, your loved one did while they were still here, you know, keep doing that. And one of the things that was in my book, it was like in his absence, I will continue school because I can still feel his presence. In his absence, I will continue, you know, playing basketball because I can still feel his presence. In his absence, I can sing or whatever it is because I can still feel his presence and just keep doing that. And, um, you know, they are always washing you down from heaven. They have the best seats you know, and they live within you, you know, anytime you have that urge to keep pushing, that's your loved one pushing you on to do better and to, you know, inspire and things like that. So never quit, never give up. And, you know, anybody that's out there who's going through something right now that's feeling depressed or anxiety, it is a light on the other side of the tunnel. And, you know, like I said, if you're one of the ones that like to stay in bed and can't get up or whatever the case is, just make sure that you, you know, open up the windows, get fresh air, open up the blinds so it's not completely dark, but that you know there is light on the other side of the tunnel. And I'm, I bet you will feel much better, you know, and just keep a diary, write all your thoughts in your diary and, you know, be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I really feel like there are people out there that this book will definitely um, benefit. So <clears throat> just thank you for, you know, encouraging people. And thank you for shedding a light on a topic that a lot of people don't really discuss. Right. So definitely thank you for that. And for all of you out there watching, uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. And be sure to tune in every Monday night. Um, Random Health is on Facebook or YouTube Live, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this video. Thank you so much, you guys. And we will see you next week. <laughs> Good night, you. guys. <laughs>